Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Killing It the Crime Cast. I'm Lux. And I'm Sam. And this is a cute little mini-sode that we like to call Killing It Quickly. Killing It Quickly. Just a short little episode. You guys will know by now that when one of us is away, we'll uh, pre-record a nice little Killing It Quickly. Just a shorter episode. So sometimes you don't want a full episode. Sometimes you're busy. We're busy. You're busy. Yeah. Just a quick little dose of murder to get you through your day. Um, So, Sam, can I have a drum roll? A please. We're part of a network. We are now officially part of a true crime podcast network. Uh, it is called Murderly. It's fucking fantastic. You have the likes of Bad Taste Crimecast. You've got All Crime No Cattle. You've got Fiercely Altered Perspective. You've got Mens Rea. Oh my God, the list goes on. So check it out. Yeah, Murderly. there are some fantastic podcasts on there. And it's basically one podcast network that is created just for true crime podcasts. And uh, we have been picked up and we have been chosen to be part of that. And we're very, very, very excited. Super excited. And literally, like, I cried when I found out because I'm just a, an emotional child. So I just, that's how I deal with good news, bad news, any sort of mundane news. I just cry. Um, but this was definitely, definitely good and exciting news. And my cry was long. It was a long cry. Yeah, Sam was very uncomfortable. I was. Um so this what this means for our listeners is essentially we're going to have ads from now on. If you don't want those, you can always become a patron. We won't have ads on those episodes. And um yeah, pretty much it just means that if you like the quality of our podcast, if you like what we do, there's now a whole network that you can go and look at and there are like 20 or so other podcasts which are similar to ours in quality and you can go check them out. Yeah, please. It's just a really good launch pad for all these great podcasts. It's like um, Last Podcast Network. I'm sure a lot of you know about them. They're from the Last Podcast on the Left podcast, obviously. Um, and they created a network and now all of their shows on that network are of the same like quality and sort of vibe. And then there's also Parcast, who does serial killers and cults, which I really like. And I really like the way that they do their stuff. So anytime they come out with a new show, I go and check it out just because I know I like their stuff. So basically just means if you like our stuff, go check the others out. Absolutely. So it's murderly and now we are a part of it. Woohoo! So we're going to get on to our stories. Yes. Uh, Lux, I believe you're going first. Uh-huh. So this is just a shorter episode for your shorter commute. Yes. So to find this story, I just sort of typed in like weird crime. Yeah, just to clarify. Weird the, murder. The killing it quickly is we tend to try and make them a bit funnier. Yeah. Normally it's really research heavy and it's a bit fun, but um, these ones... They're going to be like... Light, short they're stories. Very, we, we try and make them very dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, I just typed in like weird crime. And uh, my sources for this were from The Consumerist and The Washington Post. Are you ready, Sam? I'm ready. I don't think you know what's about to happen. I genuinely don't. No. That is a fact. <laughs> so, in September of 2006, in Florida, 
A 23-year-old man called Joshua James was arrested for petty theft, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and unlawful possession and transportation of an alligator. Oh, wow. Okay. Guess what the deadly weapon was? Was it the alligator? It was the alligator. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did they class the alligator as a deadly weapon? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, in October of the previous year, Joshua James was wearing a backwards baseball cap. Of Classic, course he was. dangerous person. Um, Either that or he was about to engage in a Pokemon battle. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that's what the alligator was. Oh my God. <laughs> he just sort of threw it. He was like, what do they What do they say when they throw the Pokemon balls? Uh, go get them, alligator. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just throw in an alligator <laughs> at someone. So. Alligator, use bite. <laughs> Doesn't have any other moves. Tail whip. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Um, so he was just driving along, driving along with his backwards baseball cap and he saw a three and a half foot alligator on the side of the road. Naturally, as one does, he put it in the back of his truck and, um, continued on his journey to Wendy's, the fast food chain restaurant. Where else would you go with an alligator? Of course. He was taking it for lunch, mate. It's adorable. What are you going to do? Take it to Burger King? (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. So he makes his order at the drive-thru and then heads to the collection window. He pays, he takes his jumbo-sized soda, and he then reaches in to the back of his trunk, pulls the alligator out, and throws it at the drive-thru clerk. Oh my God. He genuinely threw the alligator. Oh my God. Yep. I love that. (laughs) I love that. I knew you would. That's like, you know, there's there's that prank where you like throw a milkshake or something, or you throw your fries. Oh my god, that's so fucking crazy. I love that. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, so this is his so he was caught about a year later, and this man has been ordered to stay away from all Wendy's. He's been given 75 hours of community service. He was charged five hundred dollars and now has a criminal record. Oh my god. He's also been told to get a mental health evaluation and to stay away from all animals, with the exception of his mum's dog. What? I mean, yeah. He's going to fucking throw this dog at everyone. Maybe he did think it was a Pokemon. Oh my God, he actually thought... I I, I would love it. There are two things in my head. One, he thought it was a Pokemon battle. Mm. He thought the guy at the driving thing was... It was was, a lady. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Hashtag woke. (laughs) I I hope he thought it was a Pokemon battle. Either that, I just love that that's the most Floridian version of that prank. Right. It literally, if someone told me that that happened and it wasn't like in the context of this, I'd just be like, well, that's too obvious. <laughs> that's too obvious. It's literally just like, in England, it's just like, ha, here's your burger back. <laughs> Drive away, Cuthbert. <laughs> in America, it's just like, here's your fucking gator. <laughs> I love that. I so, love that. In attempting to explain himself, he said it was a prank. According to his parents, he knew the Wendy's employee and thought it would be funny to throw an alligator at her. Um, Judge Barry Cohen disagreed with this statement and said, this type of thing is not a prank, it's a crime. And in my view, there is absolutely no excuse for taking an animal, particularly an alligator, and throwing it through a window at a total stranger. I'm with you, Judge. Yeah. I'm on your side. So no one was injured, which is great. It's very funny, though. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to show you a video in a bit. Even the clerk thinks it's funny. It is funny. So no one was injured, uh, not even the alligator, which was released back into the wild. Mm, good. Would you like to see the video, video of this alligator being thrown at a clerk? Uh, yeah, go for it. 
<laughs> okay, so Lux just showed me the video. Um, mm. It's very funny. The clerk clearly, she thinks she it's funny. It, she knew it was a joke. Like, and you, also... You see the gate over just one second. Like yeah. half a second, it just goes... It flies by. And, you know, she's just smiling. And then <laughs> she's like smiling and laughing. And then after a while, you can sort of see it cross her mind that she's like, oh, shit. I'd best get out. Yeah, and she just like backs up out of the window. I think it, I think it's a hilarious prank. But I mean, obviously, you know, you don't know what the alligator could have done. He could have bitten your friend's hand off. So yeah. it wouldn't have been funny if people had been hurt. But they weren't, so it is funny. It was super dumb, but I love yeah. it. All right, tell me yours now. Cool. Okay, so we're going to go on to my story now. Uh, this is the story of Ricardo Richardson. Okie dokie. Now, Ricardo Richardson and his friend Mike Desiderio, uh, they were two part-time homeless teen boys living in Queens, which basically means they like they squat, they stay with friends. Oh, okay. You know, stuff like that. Uh, the two were squatting with a group of other young teenagers in a house on Maspeth Avenue in Queens. Um, Ricardo and Mike were out on the night of June 12th, 2004. They had a wild night of what I can only assume was some weird, wild Queens homeless teen-based rave. Yeah. I joke, but I, 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 I genuinely have been to raves like that in Cambridge. It's in an abandoned warehouse, and it's like the opening scene of Blade. You're literally so cool, I can't deal with it. Like, uh, I'm not going to say which warehouse it was that all the filthy, disgusting raving was going on. I know which one it was. You pointed it out to me once. Yeah, but like, if you're from Cambridge, you know, you know which one it is. Unless you're a nerd like me. Uh, so, they arrived home very early the next morning and decided it was time for a nice rest. And this is where shit got like really messed up. Okay. Uh, an extremely heated argument ensued about a pillow. Oh. A very heated argument about a pillow. Oh. And now like this story on the face of it is kind of insane, but I thought it'd be fun to do like a dramatic reading. Yes, so I'm, I'm about read this. that. I'm going to read this as if it were a, like a, an exciting, crazy Like dramatic. you're the narrator for yeah, a true crime show. <clears throat> okay, here we go. <sighs> Descend into the role. Mike was exhausted. The long night of raving had made the inside of his head feeling like it was spinning faster than a ballerina trapped in a washing machine. He had danced and 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 danced until, not unlike this sentence, the word lost its meaning. He finally arrived back to his squat. Finally. He walked through the doors, and there on the floor was his trusty pillow. Ah, pillow. Its soft, supple curves drifted ever so gently across Mike's coarse, world-weary cheek as the gentle fabric slithered round to the side of his head, cradling him as though it were the loving family he yearned for. Mike felt a single tear dance its way down his face, blazing a crystal trail which glimmered and sparkled in the morning sun, which was fighting its way through the shabby curtains. But even the intrusive sun could not tempt Mike away from this moment of pure, unmediated bliss, for he had, holding in his hand as it held him, his pillow. Suddenly, Ricardo was above him, and as quickly as he appeared, he swiped the pillow out from under Mike's head. Mike felt as though he just had a child torn from him, and he began to yell at Ricardo. Ricardo did not have to be persuaded to respond with anger, and he began yelling also. Mike snatched the pillow back, but was weak. He had tired his hands out from making finger guns and clutching glow sticks. The night got heated. Suddenly, as if from nowhere, Ricardo revealed a long slice of reflective steel. He was holding a samurai sword. Yeah, I'm still going. Oh, okay. He was holding a, he was holding a <laughs> sword. Okay, back, back into the role. Back into the role. Do it, do it. 
Ricardo brought the blade down on Mike repeatedly, over and over. He has spent days infusing his psyche with powerful drugs, cocaine, and other concoctions to muddle the mind. Before he knew what he had done, Mike was dead. The pillow, soaked in blood, was forgotten about, perched on the floor, witnessing Ricardo fleeing the scene of his friend's body, never to cradle Mike's head again. God! That was beautiful. Thank you. That was I was not expecting it to end that way. Fuck. Yeah, I thought it would be better as a as a as a dramatic reading. I was on the edge of my seat. I hope so. Um so Ricardo was caught soon after and was charged with murder. Uh he went to court and his initial claim was that Mike had brandished a pellet gun. And Ricardo had thought it was a real gun. Right. Um but eventually he changed his story and kind of admitted that he'd been so fucked on drugs for the days leading up to the murder that he just went nuts. I want to know it. where a homeless boy got a samurai sword. Well, apparently he always used to brag that he kept it in the boot of his car. So again, he's part-time. He's not like a right. proper homeless. He's like a runaway kid. You right, know, like yeah, yeah. Stays with friends, lives in squats, occasionally goes and sees his parents. But he's like, he's not homeless. Right, okay. But yeah, uh, he was given, due to the fact that he had been so out of his mind at the time and I imagine yeah there were some other things and he pled guilty he was given 15 years minimum in prison uh, that's the very minimum no okay. chance of parole until I'm, I'm, 15 I'm years I'm comfortable with that so that's that's my story that was beautiful that's my story of the death of Mike Desiderio alright guys that's it from us this week I'm still kind of reeling from the fact that I'm not sure why I decided that would work better as a dramatic reading. I think it was beautiful. Should I do more dramatic readings? Let us know what you think. I genuinely, if you want more of these dramatic readings, I'll do it. I'll do, I'll do voices. Bitch, I'll do it. Oh, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do voices. We'll do accents. Yeah. I already do all of those. Yeah, but we'll <laughs> but, do it you more. Know, controlled. I say we. Sam will do it more. Yeah. So, so uh, that had been uh, Killing It Quickly. That had been Killing It Quickly. All right. I don't know, you just stumbled over your words a bit, so I thought it was funny. That was killing it quickly. Kill, kill, that was killing it quickly. quickly. Right, so you can let us know what you think on Twitter, at Killing It Crime. You can let us know on Instagram. You always mess up on the word Instagram. <laughs> Why can't I pronounce it? Always, every single time. It's Instagram, Instagram, <laughs> every single time. So you can follow us on Instagram, at Killing It Crimecast, and you can email us at killingitcrimecast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review on iTunes. Yes. So give us a, a nice cheeky little five-star review, and we'll, we'll name drop you. We'll yeah, say we'll thank you. Yeah, we'll give a shout-out. Also, just to mention again, we do have an active Patreon as of last week, so give us some dollar if you want extra episodes. And again... Check out Murderly. It's going to be awesome. We're really excited to be a part so of it. So excited. Okay, so we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.